Hey, good morning, Matt. We're back. We are back. Long time no see. Top of the yeah. morning to you and to everybody watching. I, Brian Zimmerman, executive editor of Jazz's Magazine. This is Matt Micucci, online editor of Jazz's Magazine. Uh, we're back with you bright early on a Thursday morning uh, for a very happy occasion. Um, we are continuing our crate digging series, which is, of course, our throwback to the days, Matt, when, you know, in a record store, you just dig through the crates to uh, recommend albums to people, sharing music the old-fashioned way, you know? Uh, yeah. Enough of these algorithms and personalized playlists. This is just person-to-person -person music recommendation. For our version of Crate Digging, we, of course, select a theme every week. And, Matt, I'm excited about this week's theme. Uh, it's jazz and Disney. Ah, oh, my <laughs> goodness. Everybody wants to be a cat. That's is that, is that that's the song, right? Everybody wants to be a cat. Cat's yeah. the only cat who knows where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> um, as a father of two children under five, I listen to Disney pretty much all day, every day. Uh, and because jazz is my career, this just feels like a perfect blend. I was made for this moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'll you, you should do the solo, actually. I just... <laughs> no, no, no. I could certainly use the help from you, our resident film yeah. buff, our resident movie expert. Because, you know, jazz, there has been a history, not only of great music and music making with Disney, but of jazz in particular. I think back on some of those early Disney films, um, you know, the Aristocats, certainly one of them, yeah. with tunes like Everybody Wants to Be a Cat, The Jungle Book, you know, which had voice talent by Louis Prima. Um, <laughs> there's to, to today, even the new Pixar movie coming oh, out yeah. soon, Soul, right? Which is about a, uh, you know, a, a substitute teacher who wants to be a jazz musician. Um, yeah. voiced by Jamie Foxx, I think. And so there's undoubtedly going to be some nice jazz scoring in that movie as well. Yeah, John Batiste. Hey, hey, Brian, before we start, uh, just as a side note, what's what are some of your favorite Disney movies? Putting me on the spot. You know, I am a child of the 90s, so I kind of love the movies in the sweet spot of that Disney renaissance, starting with, you know, Little Mermaid, Into Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King. Those are totally my jam, um, but I love the new ones as well. I like Moana, you know, with music by Lin Manuel Miranda. My daughter is nuts, absolutely nuts for Frozen. I'm pretty sure yeah, she can quote that movie <laughs> start to finish, and I probably can too at this point. Um, you know, but I love The Jungle Book, Pinocchio, Dumbo. I, you know, I love them all. What about yeah. you, Matt? Oh, I always say two in particular. I mean, I like a lot of the Disney movies, but there's two in particular that I like. One, nobody else says. It's the Three Caballeros. Lots of great uh, Latin-tinged music, but oh, yeah. lots of great samba going on. I, I think, you know, and Donald Duck is my favorite character ever in anything. Uh, but, and the second one is Lady and the Tramp. So, uh, and I just wanted to mention that as well, because Peggy Lee, this is the year of her... Um, centenary so she obviously uh co-wrote the soundtrack to that 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 movie and i just wanted to highlight it <laughs> two follow-up questions number one can you do a a donald duck impression oh all <laughs> right <laughs> i'll do it because that's what the people want it's what the people uh, want Matt. what do, what does donald duck always say um he... i kind of just <laughs> there you go i can't say anything uh, while i do that we'll take but, it yeah <laughs> We'll take it. Acceptable, I, I guess. Daffy Passable. Duck. Daffy Duck is easier to do. <laughs> well, we got to hear that now. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Okay, we don't want to break the internet. We don't want to break the internet. We'll do that for when we do the uh, Warner Brothers. (laughs) Follow-up question. Matt, you know, have you ever been to a Disney park? As you're going through the Disney parks, you're, of course, hearing great music. Uh, Have you ever been to a Disney park? No, I've never been to Disney Park. Uh, there's never been anyone near me anywhere that I've been. So. I guess the closest one to you is, it used to be called Euro Disney. Now it's Disneyland yeah. Paris, right? That's true. Yeah. I've been to Paris, but never uh, never there. No, unfortunately. I I always wanted to go, though, because I used to have those, those VHS tapes. And at the start of those, they'd always, or at the end of them, they'd always show these trailers of like Euro Disney Park. It would be for me because it was obviously European VHS. And uh, and I just see all these images and I was like, oh, that's that place looks wonderful. But uh, yeah, and interestingly enough, uh, Disneyland Paris is the only Disneyland Park, as far as I know, to host a jazz festival. Wow. They did back in 2018 or 2019, a Disney Loves Jazz Festival. Um, I know there was talk about doing it again, hosting it again. Um, of course, you know, coronavirus kind of put a halt to that. But yeah, that would, they held a, a Disney Jazz Festival, which I thought wow. was pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, without, further any, uh, without further ado, Matt, Let's cue yeah. the, you know, castle scene and uh, yeah. get into we our <laughs> get into our that. list. Here. <laughs> we should have that sound like would have worked really well. Of uh, this uh, magical area where jazz meets Disney, we selected some albums, uh, you yeah. know, where jazz artists covering Disney tunes, uh, old and new. So, Matt, mm-hmm. what do you say we go ahead and get into them? Let's let's get into it. Yeah. What is the first on your list, man? All right. So, okay. So, uh, my first album is by Duke Ellington and I'm going to shorten the title cause I've forgotten the full one. It's so long. Uh, uh, Duke Ellington plays the original score of Mary Poppins. Actually, actually I should mention it's plays with very important. I'll mention why later, but it's obviously a take on the original score from the 1964 film composed by the Sherman brothers. Uh, the film is Mary Poppins, of course, you know, Duke Ellington is obviously, you know, he's one of my favorite artists of all time. But I had actually never listened to this album before. And to be honest, I was a little concerned upon approaching it for this video. I just kind of looking up interesting albums to talk about, came across this one, a little concerned. Uh, but this is obviously great stuff. I mean, features a true showcase of soloist handpicked by uh, Duke himself, including Paul Gonzalez and Johnny Hodges, plus the arrangements of Billy Strayhorn. And, you know, you can't go wrong with him. Uh, the fact that this album was recorded in reportedly three days goes to show what a great working unit they were, but also just comfortable uh, as they were approaching approaching a wide variety of projects around this time with incredible ease. And the inventiveness of the version of some of these tracks is amazing. Seldom do you hear a track that is just the same as the original version. There is one in particular that really stands out and I want to highlight because it's so left field. It's the Step in Time track. Uh, it's really just this crazy minimalist almost avant-garde take on what is actually one of the liveliest numbers in the film. If you've seen the film, it's just one of the wildest numbers uh, in dance too. And, um, and you know, that, that shows as well the, the sense of humor that Ellington could have in his music, which to me is always a sign of great intelligence. Um, so as far as this project is concerned, uh, it really strikes me as underrated because like I said, the, the, the album is, um, Duke, the title of the album is 
might get it wrong now. Duke Ellington plays with the original score of uh, Walt Disney's Mary Poppins. So it's not plays the score, it's plays with the score. And uh, honestly, here they're really playing with it, and it sounds like they're having a lot of fun doing it. It's great stuff. Very cool. Yeah, leave it to Duke to put his own witty, inventive spin on this music. Um, you know, in, in a sense, that matches the inventiveness of the movie itself. I mean, if you look back at that movie and look at the filmic effects that they were using to achieve, you know, these magical illusions, some really, really creative stuff, you know, back before CGI, when you could just have a computer do anything, they had to really use their brain power to make it look like she was pulling all sorts of stuff out of her bag or flying. So um, I love that movie. And I, of course, love the Duke. So uh, I'm going to have to check this one out after we hang up our call here, Matt. Um, so my first album on the list is also a throwback. Uh, we are going back to 1957 with Dave Diggs Disney by the Dave Brubeck Quartet. Um, this thing was not underrated when this thing came out in 1957. I think it was his, you know, second or third, uh, definitely top five best selling album uh, for Dave Brubeck upon its release. And it's easy to see why. I mean, Dave and Disney music just seem like the perfect match. He is a West Coast guy. And uh, apparently this record was inspired uh, by a trip to Disneyland with his uh, young children. But just great kind of West Coast jazz takes on Disney standards, Alice in Wonderland, um, Give a Little Whistle, Hi-Ho, When You Wish Upon a Star. Um not the least bit schmaltzy at all. Um, you know, a lot of Disney covers um, tend to head that direction, you know, when they're pulled from the original score. Um, this absolutely swung top to bottom. And that has a lot to do with the band as well. I mean, Dave has kind of joined. It's it's his usual uh, quartet with Paul Desmond on saxophone, Joe Morello on drums, and Norman Bates on bass. Uh, yeah, just a, a really great record. It was reissued not too long ago. I want to say 2010, 2011, um, with two additional songs, Very Good Advice and So This Is Love. Um, and Very Good Advice is from Alice in Wonderland. That's right. And So This Is Love is from, what is that tune from? Cinderella. That's right. Hmm. So again, this was a great album when it came out, made a big splash in 1957, and it has endured to this day. If you haven't listened to it already, I encourage you to go out and spin it now. Now's the time. Great album. I love that yep. album. All right, Matt. What is number two on your list? All right. So, uh, okay. So, whereas uh, the Duke Ellington album I talked about was still relatively new to me, this next album I was familiar with. Not so much with the album, but these songs I'd already heard plenty of times. You hear them uh, occasionally as well on TV and other places. So, it's by Louis Armstrong, and it's called... I forget. <laughs> What's it called? Let's see. Disney Songs the Satchmo Way. I really should have noted down the titles. Uh, anyways, uh, Disney Songs the Satchmo Way. Okay. So the one thing that the two albums do share, though, is that they're both so much fun. And it sounds like they're both having so much fun performing these songs. But also, just let's look at the title, the, the, tra uh, the track list, you know. So you got songs like Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo, oh, Zippity yeah. Doodah. Jim Cherie, hi-ho, puts a smile on my face because 
we know Sasha was the innovator, some would say inventor, I, I would agree to a certain extent, of Scott. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just perfect. It's, it's a match made in heaven. Like, you know, it, these easily could have emerged just as easily from uh, his legendary Hot Five recording sessions. Uh, why not? I mean, Disney and Armstrong seem to be a match made in heaven, like I said, because they're both essentially globally beloved. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 so much fun. And did they speak out to so many people? Um, and the general sound of this album is just that quintessential sort of all-stars, Armstrong sound that sort of defined the second part of his career. Uh, career and at this late stage in his career uh armstrong was one of the biggest music stars in the world but also his health wasn't great uh, i remember i've read and you know it's kind of a known fact that around this time doctors were telling them not to play the trumpet because it was just not good for him to do so but in this album he still uh plays i mean it was released in uh 1968, so uh, not too uh, long after that, uh, he would pass away. But um, yeah, so uh, he actually plays a trumpet here, aside from performing the songs vocally amazingly. And uh, yeah, like I said, having so much fun doing it. Uh, there's so many great highlights. My favorite, though, I think is uh, the take on uh, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. It's just so much fun. <laughs> I bet, you know, and you're right. Uh, the Satchmo style kind of lends itself to these mid-century America, uh, mid-century Disney compositions. Um, and in fact, you know, the popularity of Louis Armstrong and Disney kind of trace each other. So yeah. they were both, you know, when you think of Disney movies and Disneyland, especially, and Louis Armstrong, uh, just like you said, emblematic of, you know, American and American art. And uh, yeah, this is a classic album, um, a perfect fit for Louis Armstrong. Um, yeah. So nice pick, Matt. Uh, all right, I'm going to bring us a little bit into modern territory with my pick. Um, and we'll start with this one. It is a compilation that came out in 2011 called, we've been. Uh, Bending about this name a little bit. Everybody wants to be a cat. Disney Jazz Volume One. Um, like I say, released in 2011. Interestingly enough, <laughs> the the name of this album is Disney Jazz Volume One. I don't think there was ever a Volume Two. And people watching know better. <laughs> like you can a, correct me on that. Yeah, that's like it's like, like history, Brooks, of, the the history of the world. <laughs> yeah, Volume One. I don't know if there was ever a a Volume Two. Um, but that's okay because volume one is excellent. It kind of cobbles together songs from the past. Uh, there is a cut by Dave Brubeck on there, um, as well as interpretations of Disney tunes by well, some great contemporary artists. Roy Hargrove leads off the album with the title track, Everybody Wants to Be a Cat, and it's just as swinging as, as you might expect. Esperanza Spaulding is on this album as well. She has a very creative take on Chim Chimari. Um, Joshua Redman does You've Got a Friend in Me from the Toy Story series. So again, we're kind of expanding the G Disney canon now into the Pixar stuff. Um, and then the Bad Plus do a really kind of 
quirky, odd metered take on Gaston from uh, Beauty and the Beast. But it's just a lineup of, of really kind of forward thinking artists here. Artists you may not necessarily pair with the Disney canon. Uh, Gilad Hexelman, Kurt Rosenwinkel, Alfredo Rodriguez, Mark Rapp. Um, but, you know, again, it just goes to show you Disney has universal appeal. And if yeah. the bones, if the DNA of the song is good enough, it can be played by anybody. It can be made personal by any type of uh, musician, forward-thinking jazz musicians included. So, yeah, this one, Disney Jazz, Volume 1. And, again, I don't know if Volume 2 was ever released, but I'm totally satisfied uh, with Volume 1. Everybody wants to be a cat. That was my pick for number two. This was a universal release, by the way. Um, this was a universal music compilation. Um, so, yeah, still available. Go spin it. Go buy it. Right. All right, Matt. How about you? Number three, your third and final uh, album, I believe. Yes, it is. Yes. So we've gone. So we're on to more recent releases now. This was very recent. It was released uh, earlier this year. In fact, we've talked about it in a previous video as well. It's Cat Edmondson's Dreamers Do. Um, and I included it in this list because, firstly, it includes really inventive takes on a couple of Disney classics. Including, I think, a highlight of the album, a really sensual, almost eerie and dark take on When You Wish Upon a Star, which must be one of the most covered songs in the Disney uh, repertoire. Uh, but and uh, also uh, Brian Wilson's favorite song, Brian Wilson's from the Beach Boys. But uh, this version, you've never heard a version of this song like, uh, like this before. Um, so there really is something on top of that. Uh, that kind of uh, shares a fundamental uh, feature with Disney. And that's cinema, because essentially this album is so cinematic. Uh, conceptually, of course, it's inspired by all things nighttime, dreams, feelings you may feel, uh, anxiety that you may feel during the night, um, all, of the, all of that stuff. I think it reaches its cinematic peak with um, one of the highlights of the album, in my opinion, Too Late to Dream, uh, very cinematic. It sounds like uh, a musical uh, song from the mid 50s, mid 20th century, thereabouts. Uh, something that would have been sung by um, someone like Doris Day, you know? Uh, very emotional stuff. And all throughout, you get these beautiful arrangements. Um, I've heard the, probably the, the most beautiful I've heard in any album released this year. Uh, transportive and consisting of various styles ranging from like the symphonic to the Latin tinged and beyond. So in my books, this is one of the most beautiful albums of the year. Like I said, aside from the uh, interpretations of the Disney songs that uh, are featured in this album, the spirit of this album actually recalls the magic of a lot of the Disney classics as well. Because uh, let's face it, Disney movies aren't just for kids. They they touch the the lives of adults as well. And here uh, we see a lot of the that magic uh, replicated and musically by Cat Edmondson, who yeah. you may you had you interviewed for uh, Jazz is Live, right? For this very live stream, right? She even performed yeah. a little bit for us. Yeah, I love a good concept album, you know. And of course, that's something we try to highlight during these great things. This concept being Disney, but this unique spin on. Obviously not just Disney, but this whole idea of twilight and dreaming. Um, you don't see concept albums like that anymore. So yeah, this is one of my, that was one of my favorite albums of the year as well. Um, okay, we are going to wrap with our final album in our crate, so to speak. 
This is a compilation, a compilation that came out in 2016 called Jazz Loves Disney. Um, it was this is a Verve record compilation. And uh, yes, yeah, a 13 track album that just the idea was to give a kind of big band treatment to, you know, some of our favorite Disney standards um, with jazz stars at the helm. Um, and this one really was you know star powered uh jamie cullen jamie cullum leads off this album with the same cut as last album coincidentally everybody wants to be a cat um uh, but you got some phenomenal vocalists uh you know backing him up on the track list melody gardot stacy kent who does a french version of bibbity bobbity boo uh which is pretty cool gregory porter who just has like a heartbreaking take on when you wish upon a star china moses is on this album uh hugh coleman uh nikki yanofsky and hot sardines who are kind of like if you don't know the hot sardines they're a modern trad jazz band so think like the dixieland traditional new orleans band but they do a lot of covers of modern songs uh they do i want to be like you both in french and english from uh from the jungle book so yeah this was a really exciting release when it came out back in 2016 um this one does have a follow-up this one does have a volume two uh and i looked it up it's got uh, bebel gilberto on volume two uh jacob collier does a really kind of funky take on under the sea um yeah, George Benson does You'll Be In My Heart from Tarzan, an underrated Disney movie, by the way. Um, so this one does indeed have a volume two. There was also something of a mysterious precursor that came out in Japan a few years before called Modal Jazz Loves Disney. Um, oh. <laughs> yes, released on, a, released on a Japanese label, um, featured a lot of European ensembles, um, covering wow. Disney tunes from Winnie the Pooh and, you know, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, Till Broner, the trumpeter Till Broner was on this album. Um, yeah, I don't know that it's widely available here in the States, but it was called Modal Jazz Loves Disney. Uh, but yeah, this was just, uh, you know, a, a recent compilation that I happen to love, again, because each one of those jazz vocalists, um, you know, for me is just, top of their craft so jazz loves disney on verve came out in 2016 that is my third and final pick wow <laughs> and uh that is all folks that's all that's well that's that's, that's, looney that's tunes. Disney. We're, <laughs> we're back on looney tunes again we're back on looney tunes again but yeah. uh hey that was certainly fun yeah you know, i two of my loves right there jazz and disney <laughs> I've been to the parks, man. I grew up in South Florida. So, you know, for South Florida kids, go a trip to Disney World is like a rite of passage. Yeah. I've been uh, many, many times. You know, I love Epcot. I love Magic Kingdom. I love Animal Kingdom. I love them all. Um, so, yeah, I know Disneyland, I think, is still closed. Disney World is open. Yeah. But in the meantime, we, we they're continuing to release movies. We've got our Disney Plus, you know, to keep us satisfied us disney fans yeah sure exactly you, you the disney fix is out there you know you just got to take it uh so is the jazz fix if you want it uh in, me, in the meantime if theme parks or whatever uh euro disney's or whatever i wish they hadn't changed that name actually because now i'm just going to keep calling them that for the rest of my life but uh <laughs> well i know but, it was not uh, so uh warmly received shall we say when it first opened isn't that yeah, the case? 
I don't know. I, I don't remember. I was a kid. Yeah, I, I miss those days, though, you know, just rewinding the tape and watching uh, watching those. I had so many VHS, uh, Disney VHS tapes. I don't even know. I don't even remember buying them. I just remember they were always there. I, I was a baby and they were there. I was yeah. a firstborn and they were there. I don't know where they popped up. But so many movies. And you just watch them on repeat all the time. And uh, wow. Yeah, so there's a little bit of Disney in all of us. <laughs> totally. The soundtrack to my childhood and to yours and to countless others. Yeah, and uh, this uh, these jazz albums are, for jazz fans and Disney fans, a perfect way to, uh, you know, bridge two passions. So, again, yeah. if you're watching this and you have some uh, recommendations for jazz Disney albums or jazz Disney songs that we missed, let us know in the comments. Um, follow us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit that notification bell so that you know when we're going live. And in those comments, feel free to let us know which theme you want us to take up uh, in the next episode of Crate Dig. And we do these every Thursday at 10 a.m. Yeah. All right, man. Speaking of jazz and movies, by the way, our new print issue, the Jazz is Winter 2020 and 2021 print issue is on its way to subscriber mailboxes now. It's all about jazz and movies. So classic jazz film scores, jazz documentaries, musicians, jazz musicians on their favorite movies. Um, super proud of it. I think you can still subscribe. If you go to jazzes.com uh, slash subscribe right now and sign up for a even a trial subscription, you'll receive this issue as well as unlocking all the digital content uh, on jazzes.com. So yeah, if jazz and movies is your thing, if jazz and Disney is your thing, you've come to the right place. All right. All right, Matt. I will see you next week for another episode of Crate Digging. We'll think of a theme, but in the meantime, uh, what do we say? Have a magical day? Yeah, man. Have, <laughs> always have a magical day. Always, all the time. That's right. All right, Matt. Ciao. So long to you and so long, everybody. Bye.